today we honor St. Matthew, who was both an apostle, one of the twelve, but so he was also an evangelist. And in, in his own gospel, he, in such a brief way, describes his call. Absolutely half a sentence, just an expression. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the customs post. He said to me, follow, he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. So he's a Levite. He's known as a tax collector. He's a Levite. What happened at that very moment when Jesus passed by, he looked at him and asked him to follow him, and Matthew followed him. This was in Capernaum. There must have been something there beforehand, something that he came to know Jesus in some way. It couldn't have been just that moment, very moment, where he just looked at him, asked him to follow him. Something was in his heart. Was he searching for something? Did he realize maybe he was on the wrong path? We do not know. But the only thing that we know is that there's a moment of encounter between Jesus and Matthew. And as Saint Bede, or sometimes we he Blessed Bede would say, and this is something that Pope Francis also articulated. He said there's a moment of encounter. Jesus looked with mercy upon him and he responded. So it was the look of mercy upon someone who was a publican, who was known as a public sinner. He was, his, his functions were, were called, and it's by the same name, someone who does, does, does not deserve any dignity, someone who is like a harlot, someone who publicly uh, followed the Romans, you know, did their dirty work for them. Um, so, so he was not considered of any importance in any way. But it is this look by which St. Matthew speaks of look at, looking at him with mercy, that he was merciful to him, not because he deserved it, because he didn't, not because he wanted to be someone better, because he didn't. He was there, that look, that, that, that tender look with mercy that Lord has for Matthew, he has for each one of us. It's a look of mercy because he's, he was merciful, not because Matthew did anything to deserve, but because the Lord was merciful to him. And I think that we have to look at this call of St. Matthew, which Pope Francis spoke as well. He spoke of himself as being so 18 years old, and the Lord looked upon him with mercy. And he could not explain anything else but saying, you chose me even though I don't deserve, I don't, uh, I was not even interested in following the path that you have chosen me because you love me. And I, I think that if we were to look at Matthew from the perspective of the call, how many people throughout the centuries realized also, just like Matthew, that um, the one who has called me because he had mercy upon me 
So they begin to follow him just like Matthew did. The, um, the call to be a follower of Jesus, to be a follower, not only to be a follower in the sense of accepting his invitation to, to be like him, but also to receive all the blessings which come from the gospel, all the blessings, all the, the knowledge, the grace, everything that comes with it. Because it's not just something that, okay, I'm gonna follow in your footsteps. No, it's, it's, it's the, king, the kingdom. You receive everything God has prepared for you, that God has prepared for him, God has prepared for me. Everything that God wishes us to receive. So we're, we're not only saying that we will say the same thing as Jesus says, because anyone can do that, even a non-believer. But it's, it's the wealth, the grace, the power, everything that God gives us. And this is why Matthew, immediately after saying yes to him, he gives a great banquet to Jesus. He gives a great banquet to the to disciples, to the 12. So he invites them to his, to his home and he wants to show them the kindness. So it's like immediately we see the gratitude that, that Matthew has, the gratitude in his own heart. And so, but as what he, this is what happens, but then others who do not consider themselves sinners, others who do not consider themselves to be the, you know, the, the publicans, however you want to describe, they immediately criticize, they immediately criticize him. Why, why? Uh, criticize Jesus? Why are you eating with these publicans? Why are you eating? You know, you're making self, uh, you know, impure. You're making self unholy. You're associating with those who are so messed up, they don't deserve to even be called members of the community of faith. They don't deserve. Why do you go? Why do you eat with them? And again, St. Saint Matthew, just very briefly, just as the call, you know, he describes his own call to follow Jesus. And so the Pharisees saw this and said, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And the only thing that Jesus said, it says, those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. Only those who realize that they need a healing, they, only, they, need, they need forgiveness. Only those that realize they need that forgiveness receive. And then go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Again, this is what Matthew describes his whole encounter with Jesus. Not only did he look upon him with mercy, but I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I desire mercy, not some demands that this should be done before you're forgiven. No, you receive forgiveness and then go and thank God for that forgiveness. Thank God for the mercy that he has upon me. Thank God for calling me to be a son and daughter of God, to be a member of the community of faith, to be a member of the community of God's love. Go receive the love that I have for you and then make that love truly fruitful around you because it is that, that God's love, the Father's love that he gives us because I did not call to, I did not come to call the righteous but sinners. So first of all, as we reflect, we see who Matthew is and how he appreciates what God is doing in Jesus, in Jesus and how he welcomes this word and makes it reality, he begins to be his follower. But then we have to say that, you know, even though St. Matthew does not spend too much time on his own call, 
but what he does is spends a lot of time on the teachings of Jesus. Look at the gospel itself. If we look at the full gospel, what do we see? We see the description according to St. Matthew, how God in his mercy has called Abraham and all the, those descendants and those who will remain faithful to him and maybe even if they were unfaithful, but they, they, they brought us to the point of Joseph and Mary to the generations. Yes, some were faithful, some were very unfaithful, and yet they gave birth to, to, to Mary, they gave birth to G Joseph, the guardian of Jesus. Not only that, but he describes Joseph, this year is the year of Joseph. Matthew is the one who describes to the greatest degree who Joseph was, what type of man was he, that he saw in a dream. He was a righteous man, and yet he didn't want to expose his, his the one whom he, was, whom he betrothed to, to a shame, so he wanted to secretly divorce her, um, to protect her. And yet we hear this Joseph from the perspective of St. Matthew's Gospel, as someone who heard in a dream, no, Joseph, no. The, the one who is to be born is to be born of the Holy Spirit. Take care of her, take her to your home, take care. Protect this child, protect it from, from the evil uh, which was concocted by Herod. Herod, uh, which wanted to eliminate anyone who would, be, uh, would endanger his family or his, his role as a king. So we see the Saint Joseph as the one who takes Jesus to and Blessed Mother to Egypt. But not only that, it is from the perspective of Matthew's gospel that we hear this beautiful teaching of Jesus from the Sermon on the Mount and, and the, the Beatitudes, the great call that we have received, the commandments in which we have to live, not only to follow the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law. We see the St. Matthew from the perspective also of the, of the parables, where parables is basically, he's calling sinners. He's calling, calling all of us to, to understand the kingdom. What is the kingdom? God gives us himself. God gives us the, the extraordinary blessings of, of his, his divinizing power, preparing us for eternity. You know, St. Matthew speaks of the kingdom, especially, you know, how he compares and trying to tell us what the kingdom of God is. But not only that, for St. Matthew, the most important was that Jesus came to, into the world to save sinners. That is like a powerful, powerful element. And now he came here because that he is fulfilling the messianic mission because only the sick need, 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 need the doctor. And so he came to save sinners. Uh, he came because we know that we are, we are broken, we can't help ourselves. He's that great physician, he's that wonderful, merciful physician that heals our bodies and our souls. Not only that, but to save sinners. And he did not say what type of sinners, because he desires mercy. So whoever they are, St. Matthew says that, and he speaks to people who are believers. He says that the publicans, and harlots, prostitutes will be there in the kingdom before you get there. I mean, what a consoling, calling truth that is. He says, they'll be there ahead of you. Because why? 
because they respond to conversion, they respond to grace. But uh, all of us who sometimes feel like we don't need to be, to be uh, converted because we feel it's okay, then we'll, then we'll have a hard time making because it's only those who realize their own, their own brokenness and they receive the help from the Lord. They receive that merciful forgiveness. And so here we are. Um, there could be many things I could say uh, about St. Matthew. If, if you are willing, sometimes the greatest thing we can do is sit down and just kind of read the whole gospel, you know, from the beginning to the end. It's like one reading. And then all of a sudden, so much thing, so many things come to our heart, to our mind what, what uh, the evangelist like St. Matthew has done, how he was able to describe not only Jesus as the son of God, he's the fulfillment of the messianic mission. As you know, he's the one who quotes the Old Testament every place. He's the Emmanuel from Isaiah. He's the suffering servant from Isaiah. He's also the one he was foretold. And so he describes this Jesus as, as the Messiah, Messiah, he's the son of God, but he's also the son of man who is supposed, who is to come. And he will be the, the great, the great, uh, the figure, the, the one who sits at the right hand of God the Father, who will come again. He'll bring forth, he'll bring forth the, uh, the kingdom, not only the first time, but also the second coming. We also have St. Matthew, which describes the trials, the difficulties before, before the second coming. So we have many, many things which St. Matthew, the evangelist and the apostle has given to us, but above all, the witness of his life. He was willing to let go of things, even though they were prosperous, he was well-to-do, he was well-known for tax collectors, Levites were known to be quite wealthy. And as you know, even, even uh, Zacchaeus as well, you know, for when, uh, when, uh, when the Lord called Zacchaeus as well, uh, they were quite well to do, but they were willing to give up everything for the gospel. They were willing to give up their lives for the Lord because they understood that the Lord who has called them gave, gave them something extraordinary, something more beautiful they could ever imagine, something greater than any money can buy. And then he was willing to say yes. Maybe then today as we continue, to celebrate this Eucharist, that we may come to know the gospel message, that we may be bearers of God's merciful love to all those that he called us to, to bring, that we may be like Matthew and give witness by our life, by our love, by our, by our uh, attitudes, the way we have, that we are to bring forth the great news of salvation in Jesus Christ, that we may attain that salvation by our faith, by our hope and by our love. And the joy that is there, just like Matthew describes in the parables, the joys of the kingdom will be without limit. We'll be living, living in the kingdom where God is always there, where God makes us happy, that God gives us the fulfillment of our life. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org.
That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.